Yo, 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 nation, what's up? Goddamn, I thought we were doing this mother. Uh, this is the first Blue Jay edition of the, of the year, 2018. Uh, it's been a long, long time, man. It's, uh, we, we grinded this one out. But you know what? I feel like it made a better podcast. We are now looking at um, three months of the season so far. And you got you got a podcast worthy of, of missing it. Um, we, we went over a lot. Uh, I'm joined by Brian Smith on this, comedian slash carnivore, Brian Smith. We went into it, uh, had a real good time about it too. It, it was nice to actually get this Blue Jay talk off my off my chest. I have been dying to actually break down the Jays. Uh, we start with the opening day roster, not the current roster, although there are some notables in there. Uh, this one runs long, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Those of you who have been asking for a longer in-depth one, and those who weren't asking for it, you got it this, this episode. Um, so this is our second podcast of this week. I hope you guys are enjoying the month of June. It's a goddamn hot one. I hope we're all okay. Uh, stay hydrated, my friends. Stay thirsty. Do what you gotta do. We're hoping to have that podcast about uh, the NHL playoffs, wrapping everything up. Aaron Chalupa, the hockey pool pro, will divulge the information. Who won? Who was it? Who had won? All I gotta say, whoever came to play probably well deserved it with that being said this is episode 120 no 112 possibly or 113 whatever i don't know i can't remember what it is na30 sports the blue jay edition 2018.1 enjoy the show so by chance did you check out our hockey podcast i have not yet no okay well i'll ruin the surprise for you Dave and I recorded with Chalupa going long distance on it, and both side recordings, like our recording here in studio and his recording, wherever he was, both of them didn't work out. Oh. Yeah, we call it the, the curse of the Smythe. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the good news is we should be doing a hockey follow-up podcast. Hopefully, next couple of days, I'll keep you posted. Nice. All right, man. So it's been a while. It's been a slice. Where you been? Uh, you know, work trip to New Orleans, yeah. which is uh, crazy. Lots of drunken stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in particular that I'll share. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then in, in San Fran for a comedy festival for a week. Beautiful. Yeah, man. San Fran was uh, awesome. Festival was great. Saw some comedians I didn't really uh, like know much about. Like guy Shane Torres, dying. Like I was absolutely dying during the set and uh he ended up doing a bunch of like opening for a couple other acts Mm -hmm. completely different material it was amazing versatile yeah Yeah, really good because there were some other people that opened for multiple acts and it was just the same stuff each time yeah yeah i feel like at a festival you either gotta bring your best five or 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 have something else but you can't bring the b material oh yeah man i was uh i was a little disappointed michael che uh, was one of the acts and like he was hammered so it's probably why he did it but like 20 minutes of just the like same material that's on his Netflix special from oh, like no. a year ago oh no and of course Amy Schumer did the same shit that was on her Netflix special but I'm not surprised because it's yeah. Amy Schumer yeah I, you know I, how I feel about Amy <laughs> Schumer <laughs> you know how I also feel about Amy Schumer this is an Amy Schumerless cast ah yeah, yeah. alright actually it's not this is a, the first Blue Jay edition of this of this season this is our third year of doing this, and unfortunately, our like worst to date because we're like in the third month of the season, and we're way <laughs> off. Oh yeah, 
But you know, we get a better understanding of the team now, right? Totally. All right, what's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Toronto Blue Jays? This is Blue Jay Edition 2018.1. I'm joined by Brian Smith. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. This is the Not After 30 podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. I haven't had some straight Kentucky bourbon in a while, and I was kind of craving it. And after that, just splashing the cheeks. I don't know why I have. I don't know why it's been so long. Yeah, man, you gotta have it now before it gets taxed crazily. All those tariffs. Oh, really? Is that what's gonna? Great. It's gonna happen, man. Trade wars. Yeah. Fun times. Can't wait. That's for the politics podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the 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 politic cast. Yeah, the polycast. The polycast. Polycast. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so we got a lot going on. We were supposed to be joined by Brad Myers, the voice of Smash Wrestling. Unfortunately, it's way past his bedtime. We're night owls. He's not. Oh, I just call him a bitch. Yeah. I've never met him, but Brad. Brad Myers, you ain't you're nothing but a bitch. You're bitch. a little bit of a bitch. You bitching out. Also, Ball Walker was going to surprise us and bailed last minute as well. But it's kind of been par for the course with Ball lately, so I'm just going to let him be, do him. I know he's going through some shit, so... Let him do let him do ba, and whenever he's ready, he'll be back. Everyone's got to go gay at least once, right? Yeah, so, I think that's only fair. You know, yeah, so. exactly. He's going through some stuff. You know, you get shit on your dick every once in a while. You know what it happens? Something just keeps you alive, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. You got to experiment with life. So, Brian, where are you in your Blue Jay fandom? Like, are you a, a diehard? Are you a cash? Like, what? Where are you in your Blue Jay fandom? Um, I would say baseball overall uh, is one of my stronger sports. Uh, definitely, I know more a lot more about baseball than hockey. And when it comes to the Blue Jays, um, you know, I was... It's a shame to admit this, but too young to really truly remember the World Series wins. Okay. Which is unfortunate. Yep. Um, obviously, I've seen the tapes multiple times. I remember going to... Um, a playoff game that year just being like last row of the 500s and that's like one of my first memories as a kid wow. is like being petrified of falling basically yeah, yeah makes sense. and uh, that probably explains why I hate heights but yeah, that ties in completely yeah <laughs> yes all right so um, but other than that you know I'm a pretty consistent Jays fan and uh, I have a lot of opinions on the team this year so well, the nation knows I am a, a big <clears throat> big Jays fan uh, for me uh, that the this the World Series run was right in uh, so ninety two I would have been ten, and so ninety two uh, you know you're at that age where you're learning about sports you're playing sports all day all weekend all the time, um, so I, I became obsessed and I've got this weird memory that I can remember stats and numbers, mm-hmm. and I can't remember my social insurance card so it's <laughs> weird how those numbers work out but. I, I used to read and organize my sports. Baseball cards, uh, baseball is a huge baseball card fanatic. More than hockey, baseball, or hockey, basketball, football, anything like that. I had a huge baseball collection. And uh, also, at that time, I think, yeah, I think it was around the same time, I also got my appendix removed. And when that happened, all family came in. They're like, well, what should we get him to cheer him up? And my dad's like, oh, just, he likes he likes baseball cards. Get him some baseball. So I have probably, like, I don't know, a couple hundred Blue, uh, a couple hundred um, copies or whatever of, of whatever year that was in, in upper deck baseball cards. It was, anyways, yeah, huge, man. huge, huge, huge Blue Jay lover. I fell out for a couple years um, in probably the uh, early 2000s. Uh, yeah, what th- we call the Aaron Hill days. <laughs> 
the uh, yeah, exactly. The Aaron Hill, um, <laughs> Shay Hillbrand, like all that, uh. that 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 kind of went the end of the Doc Halliday era and the and the, the black and gray Jays era. Yeah, where they draw where like they had um, who's that guy? Um, the general manager, the Italian guy, um, Ricciardi. Oh yeah, JP Ricciardi. JP Ricciardi. Where you know, like he he tried to kind of shed, like he kind of brought the Jays into the it was the Toronto Blue Jays two thousand. You know, the black and gray jerseys, the the that bird, that we're demon cool. bird. We're modern. Yeah, two thousand. <laughs> um, I, I fell out in that time period. I went to a couple handful of games probably in, in those those years, but uh, I mean, I guess those years had to happen to kind of have the. The crop of players that are kind of coming through the system now, I guess you know, a lot. Uh, some of the some of the players that we have in the farm, they've been in the farm for four seasons, four years now. So they're they're coming up, and and anyway, we'll get into all that stuff. Oh yeah, but um, we'll talk about the farm. Yeah. So I mean, we're I mean we're way into the season now. So I, I have this newspaper um, clipping, I guess that you can see this. Basically, the sports section. Uh, this is for March 29th, twenty eighteen. So this is uh, um, probably about eight weeks old. Nine weeks old, yeah, and um, it basically is a breakdown of the raw, the opening day roster. So let's get right into it before we get too much into the season. Injured, injured, yeah, yeah. injured. Okay, so playing you, horribly, horribly. Yeah. So actually, it, it's so old that it actually has hockey. Oh shit, hockey highlights um, from the regular season, not even the playoffs. Okay, so I'm gonna get into the starting pitching rotation as of opening day. Cool. All right. Uh, with the projected ace of the rotation, Marcus Stroman. <laughs> Shoulder fatigue. Yes. So start of the season, start of the start of the off season, I guess the, the training camp, the spring training, um, talking about how the Blue Jays need to be paying him more. Yet he during that time he has shoulder issues that are already happening. Like mm-hmm. he didn't look good in spring training. No. Um. So he he's a a salary. Cap uh, or salary hit of six and a half million bucks. So I think I think he wanted to be making over, or he wanted to be making seven million bucks or something. Yeah, like well, that. you have to be over six feet tall to oh, be making seven. Zing. Oh, okay, so we're going to say Strowman currently <laughs> injured, not having a great season. I believe this is the last year of his contract. Um, He's got to have arbitration years, though. We got to have. I believe so. Yeah. So and uh, as well too, it, we're. One of the shining spots in the Blue Jays of last year is that Marcus Stroman won the Golden Glove for pitchers in the American oh, League. Oh yeah, I think that accounts for a lot too. Give him, give him that kind of credit. Um, so okay, so starting pitching, Ace Stroman, currently injured, and before that, not having a great season. No. So rough season so far for the Stro Show, but <laughs> hopefully he can pick that up. Following him, right-handed pitcher Aaron Sanchez, age twenty-five. They believe in this in this projection trending up. Considering he played eight games all last season with blister issues. Yes. Um, salary hit of $2.7 million, which is uh, fantastic news if you're going to have... Uh, right, now he's, right now he's probably their second best pitcher. Um, actually, probably third best pitcher. Uh, okay, so um, just just going back to Stroman for a second. Free agency, 2021. So, we, so, so yeah, we, we got So he's got some time. Years. Same with the Sanchez. Sanchez, 2021. Yeah. Um, been better as of late. Yeah, been better as elite, but something you know, something's just been off with him since the blister issues last yes. year, and he claims it's the ball and there's changes to the ball. Yes, which is true. So I uh, so I read this report a, a couple days ago, and talking about there's nine millimeters of difference in the ball from the ball that they used this year and last year compared to three seasons ago, 
there's nine millimeters of difference. So the amount of the thread that they use inside the ball, plus the density of the leather, plus the threads, there's nine millimeters of difference. That's a lot. Yeah, nine millimeters is a lot. I didn't honestly read that report. I read the one that came out before. The one issued by issued MLB. Issued by the MLB, yeah. which yeah. I always take with a grain of salt. It's like, this was issued by the MLB. All right, let's yeah, no, This is good. It's fine. It's fine. I promise you, it's fine. Um, but the, the big thing about Sanchez this year is he's not throwing that curveball that made him so attractive before. The, the, he's throwing a lot more fastball, a lot more changeup. And not throwing the curveball, which is led to believe because the curveball has so much spin, yeah. it's which caused the blisters issues. They said he's but, he's throwing it thirty percent less than he was last year. Yeah, but he's or also he's also um, you know if you're gonna throw a fastball a lot more, uh, keep it down in the zone. That's just a request. <laughs> <That'd be nice. laughs> that would just be a, a nice yeah. request. I I agree. I mean, um, the Sanchez has been doing enough to get noticed. Bye. Yeah, he had by, but to really get noticed. Um, I feel like this year is a big year for him, so he he had to have that bounce back year. And the, the season start off, I thought to myself, for sure, Aaron Sanchez by this time of the year, I know he'll probably be like six and four. He'll be maybe eight and two, something along the line. Yeah. Uh, I think he's like, like oh, I can with like it. a three point eight ERA or oh, something man. below four, sub four yeah. ERA. I would have thought from him. I'm gonna pull it up in, in one quick second. Um, is there anything else about those two guys that you want to talk? Because they are kind of the cornerstones of the of the Jays. Oh yeah, especially like these guys should be the cornerstones of the rotation for some time, right? Like you look at that and you look, at, hey, we keep them, and if they continue to trend upwards, and you're like, you got a solid one two, plus you got a couple good bats in the farm system coming up and you're like, you know what? Like we could have a competing we could, we could team have for a while, yeah. right? Like all right, so thirteen games played this year. Sanchez is a horrible three and five. Uh ERA of four point three three. Uh nothing nothing good. Everything else is just garbage. Yeah. What's his whip? Like one point three something? Uh one five oh. Oh my god. Yeah, so not great. Not great by a long <laughs> shot. Um uh, and just you know, just to kind of backtrack a little bit too, if we if we want to just look Strowman's like seven point oh, seven Str- something. Strowman, by even, the way, uh, <laughs> just just someone can check that. But I'm pretty sure it was seven point seven one last time I looked at Strowman yeah, okay, for so ERA. Let's pull up Strowman. Um, Strowman is in seven games played this year, zero and five with an ERA of seven seven one, just Jeez. and a WHIP of one one seven one. It's no good can happen. His ERA is double what it, what it, his career stats are. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, let's give him that extra money. It seems like he's worth it. hundred percent, you know, yeah. trying to pitch through fatigue. Like, I get players just want to play, but, you know, it's the same thing with Donaldson. Like, stop trying to play through your injury. Just get better. Get yeah. 100% yeah. and come out, and you'll be better on the field. I, I, I think that is a, I, I know you want to be competitive, and it's a long season, but you're not doing anybody any favors. No. Yeah. No. Okay. And the fact that it is a long season... I'm serious though. The fact that it's a long season, just take time off. It's 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 okay. You can take a month off. We'll survive. We'll get by. You know who knows? Maybe just we'll get better, better without yeah. you. I don't know. <laughs> Everything will be better if you are better. Yeah, exactly. You just hundred percent. All right, moving on to number three in the rotation. Uh, arguably the best pitcher in the rotation right now. Hap. J. Hap. Uh, age thirty-five. They said they, they said trending flat, which is fine because last year he had a great season. Twenty wins last season. Um, you know, like, fine. If 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 you get that J half, if you got that J half for the four years you signed him, and he's the same, you're as your number That's three great. as a lefty. Perfect. Yeah, bring amazing. it on. 
Uh, salary cap of 13 mil, which seems like a bargain considering yeah, huge the, bargain. The, the number five in the rotation. Um, Jay Happ right now, the best pitcher in the rotation, 13 games played, 8-3, and three, which puts him second in the league for wins by a pitcher, a starting pitcher, uh, ERA of 3.71, and a whip of 1.08. So yeah, that whip, whip's, whip's dirty. Yeah. You want to take that? You, uh, if you can even maintain something close to that for the next 8 to 10 games, if you, and if you can get another, let's say, uh, five, to, 5 to 8 wins out of that, that, road, that next 10 starts, you know, most pitcher, most starting pitchers, are only going to give you thirty starts in the season. Oh, so yeah. if you can get ten more, ten more, um, ten more wins out of that, I think that's another successful season yeah. for, for the Happer. Yeah, you know, for these days in the MLB, a salary like that, you're looking at like a ten and ten pitcher typically yeah. for that salary. Like oh. you're just looking for someone to get by. Who's that? CC Sabathia was. They were offering. Their talks were like ten million dollars. He said to leave New York, he's going to want at least fourteen million dollars. And people like, like, I don't think you're worth that. And then you sign fucking Dick Face uh, Jaime Garcia, <laughs> um, who is not your next. Next is the Mexicana, the, the Mexican meal himself, Marco Estrada, um, age thirty four. They said turning flat, uh, free agent after the season at a cap hit of a thirteen mil. It's a small decrease of the fourteen mil he made last season. One year deal for the Jays for number four in the rotation. A guy who's familiar with the team, familiar with your division. I think that's a steal. It's great. The one thing that you can check is Estrada back when Navarro was catching for him, mm. amazing. Right. There's something about the bond between a pitcher and catcher that, you know, it's it just clicks with certain people. It's interesting because um, they tried really hard with, with uh, Martin, getting him on page with Martin. S- didn't pitch as well with Martin, but seems to have that connection with Luke Maley, which yeah, is... Yeah, which you I'll get take. Lukey in there and... yeah. And then you got that Lukey Barrels, that like clutch ninth inning bat. Apparently, <laughs> who knew? Okay, so Estrada, um, this paper prediction says kind of flat. Looking at his stats right now, thirteen games played, uh, disappointing three and six, an ERA of five oh nine, and a WHIP of one thirty seven, which isn't that bad at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, you know it, it's it's hard to argue. But Marco Estrada, this is who Marco Estrada is. He gives you. The first half of the season where you're like, ah, maybe 500. And then he gives you a second half of the season. He kind of gets into his groove. The back injury seems to clear up a little bit. And he, he becomes a little bit more locked down. I think I think the big thing with Estrada is you look for consistency. And there's been a couple outings that have kind of just, it's not been typical of him, mm-hmm. right? And that balloons the stats a little bit. But that being said, he's a workhorse. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you 200-plus innings, like, guaranteed every year. Right. right? Yeah, and that's what you just want. And you want him, he's a solid number four, like I said. With the experience he has with the Jays, it's worthwhile. I think this is fourth or fifth season as a Jay. Let's see if this says it. Uh, it doesn't say. Okay, but I, I would say four. I think four. Yeah, four sounds about right. Um, and that brings us to number five uh, in the rotation, the starting <laughs> rotation. Jaime Garcia, a.k.a. Jamie Garcia, a.k.a. Fuckface Garcia. Man, okay. Let's just put, let's just put this out. 31 years old, trending flat. Uh, free agent after the season, $10 million. Um, I, it's going to be very hard for me to say something good <laughs> other than he is a left-handed pitcher that you got for $10 bucks. Who can who can start. I have no idea. Let, let me see if I can pull this up. You give me your opinion on him. I'm going to see if I can pull up some stats on him. All right, yeah, you pull up some stats. Uh, here's the thing that I've always thought with Garcia. So um, Garcia's always been kind of the high-risk, high-reward type player. You know, um, multiple arm surgeries, shoulder arm surgeries, 
which is never a good sign. Um, and didn't dominate in the National League. Whenever a pitcher does not dominate in the National League and you're bringing them over and they got to face one more difficult batter. One more specialist. Yeah. 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 You know, it. Um, I always have concerns. Okay, 11 games, uh, a very disappointing 2-4 and four record. ERA of 5, 5.57, five, bad news. 1.56 or something, Will? Yeah, exactly, you got it. Yeah. And, uh, like... <sighs> If you just look at his career stats here, um, his his win loss is sixty nine wins to fifty nine losses and an ERA career ERA of three seventy eight. Not not impressive. No, not like once again though. Like for that kind of money, you're looking like hopefully you get that ten and ten pitcher for yeah. that kind of money. But and he and he may be you know eleven games played, six decisions, which means you know at least he's on the hook. At least he's getting you, he's giving you six. You just the Jays could have done better. Like you, know, yeah. The the Angels were looking to deal Heaney in the off season. Like they were kind of sick of him, ready to ready to go. And it's like you want a player like that. If you're gonna go after a project, like someone that you're like, oh, he's had a couple surgeries. Like reach for the stars. Don't right. just like go for the bargain bin deal. Right? Yeah. Like, the the Jays seem to be doing this thing where they they seem to be recycling a lot of Cardinals players. And I got a theory behind it. I'll get to I'll get to it later when we talk about one guy. Okay. But um, let, let's just round off the starting pitchy pitching with um, the guy who I think we all thought would be in the starting rotation, the project himself, the genie in a bottle, Joe B. Genie. Right hander, twenty seven years old, trending upwards, FA until twenty twenty three, and salary pre arbitration. So it doesn't give me much there. Um, you know the the Joe. The Eugenie project, as we look at it today, as a starter, seems to be over. He seems to be back in the bullpen, which I think we can all agree we like him. Yeah, he's great out of the, great out of the pen. You know, even if he's had some rough outings out of the pen, you know that's not consistent with what he's capable of, right? Now that you've seen what he's capable of, I think it's fair to say that, you know, um, long relief is where he's best suited. Here it is, 11 games. Uh, zero and five win loss record. Stroman styles winning win loss record. Yeah. ERA of eight three one. Yeah. Which is worse than Stroman. Horrible. Uh, and a whip of one ninety six. Just bad news. Which is crazy <clears throat> because when he's in long relief, he's outstanding. Oh, he's great. But for some reason, can't start a game. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, some people just don't have it as a starter. I like. I guess. You know, they're. They're players like, um, what's the guy with the White Sox? Uh, Kopech, okay. Michael Kopech. And it's like, or Kopech if you're American. <laughs> um, but, like, this dude has closer stuff. Like, it reads closer. You watch, he's got two pitches, basically. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, like, has that Chapman-esque feel. Like, high velocity, over yeah. 100 miles an hour. But his control's off, you know, missing. And he can't develop a solid third and fourth pitch. Mm. And he's like slowly developing it, but they've had him in the minors, and he'll have one game where he he dominates, and then another game where he's horrible, right? So I don't know what it is with uh, with Joe, but I think he's best suited for uh, for the the long relief role. I think so. I I love listening to Jay's talk for two reasons. One, it gives me a good recap of the game because I'll most likely have missed an evening game, but I love Mike Wilner. 
I think Mike Wilner knows what he's talking about, and he doesn't give any any callers, you know, the, those homers that call. They're like, yeah, I believe the Jays are still going to win the World Series, and he's like, you know, no, they're not going to win. No, the World they're Series. not. They're, they might not even make the playoffs, and then click. You know, I wish he had a podcast so he could just talk mad shit. Like you dumb fucks, have another blue light and get the fuck off the radio. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, uh, Mike Wilner, I like I like because he's legit when he when he breaks it down, and he says this: the Joe B. Genie Project isn't necessarily over. It takes a lot of time to get the mental toughness of a starter. So Joe Biagini could still be a starter. It may not be this year. But if you got this guy locked up till 2023, you have time. You oh, yeah. have time. We're not competing anytime soon. So right. you can take you know, your time with him. Yeah, and, 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 and you, you just make that commitment to him. Like, Joe, listen, we want this to work. You got to pull your end. We're, we're going to still have you. We're not cutting bait. Like, let's just make this happen. I, I, I feel I, I want him to be a starter. He's got some great movement on his ball. Plus, he's a big guy on the mound, intimidating looking. And apparently, he's like a great guy to have around, too. I do have a Joe B. Genie story that I told this, uh, last year on the podcast where my brother took me to a baseball game for my birthday last year, two years ago. And I was clapping above the bullpen, and my watch band broke. And my watch fell into the bullpen. <laughs> Joe B. Genie picked, picked it up. And then he handed it off to the security guy. I ran downstairs, went to customer, or whatever relations, customer relations, um, fan relations, whatever they call it. I'm like, oh my god, this just happened. Like, yeah, I'm like Joe B. Genie picked up my watch. Nice, Joe. Thanks for picking me up, baby. All right, let's fire through the bullpen. Uh, for the most part, uh, this bullpen has three people that were on this in this bullpen, or four people that were in this bullpen last year. Um, that. Remain and then the rest are new. So let's just go over the the, the familiar names. Tim Meza, um, you know, a lot of movement. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Eh. Um, Carlos Ramirez, who has now been cut from the team. Yeah. Uh, which is too bad because he had that incredible season last year where no one could hit him. He had a streak of like twenty seven innings pitch. Nobody could hit him, and now everybody can hit him. He got <laughs> cut. I uh, I don't think anyone even picked him up. I think he's just tainted now. Yeah. Um, Aaron Loop, the longest standing Blue Jay currently. Um, after the departure of Joey Bats, he is now the longest tenure, which is makes me crazy because every time Aaron Loop goes to pitch, I'm like, why is this fucker still on the team? <laughs> but he's a lefty specialist. Uh, Danny Barnes, who was in the bullpen last year, a lot, a lot. The, the, this this prediction says that it's a flat trending. But I see upside with Danny Barnes. The guy's got great ball movement. Yeah, I could see upside with him. But in overall, our bullpen doesn't excite me the way other teams. No, see, I disagree. Do. Okay, let me just let me, okay, let me just get the guys that are uh, that have been like Ryan Tapera, the setup guy last year for a lot of last year, and when Asuna got injured and had that mental leave, stepped in as a closer. Congrats. People forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah congrats. <laughs> congrats. Uh, I, listen, I'm still not sold on Tapera. Jays fans seem to love him. I'm like, yeah, I, he. I don't know. There's something when I watch him pitch that I'm like, this isn't sustainable to me. Like, there's something that just rubs me the wrong way when I watch him pitch, where I'm like, uh, like someone's going to figure him out and those numbers will balloon. But I could be wrong there. And I hope I eat my words with him. I okay. really do. Okay. And uh, and the last one we'll talk about the part beater. Of the, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Big Robbie O, Roberto Osuna. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, no, we're good. Check, check. Okay, we're still good. All right. Just after that hockey podcast, I'm, I'm paranoid about everything. <laughs> um, okay, so Roberto Asuna. Uh, let, let's talk baseball before we talk about off-field uh, antics. On-field, th- everyone says it, best young closer in the league. When he's in his right mind, man. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you know he's got, like, and 
this kind of ties in the off field stuff, but it affects his on field. Like you know, he's dealt with depression before, right? Uh, anxiety and, and anxiety, and you know, uh, people that deal with anxiety, you know, it's it's always a coin toss, right? Like you can you can do really well and get through it, and he has, but there's been spells where he just looks off, and then you find out that he's got all these other issues, and it's like, man, like uh, you know. Every closer is a little bit of a head case, I guess. But <laughs> I gotta imagine that's the case. Uh, I, f- I feel for the guy. Uh, you look at this guy who was professional at age sixteen, Tommy John before the age of twenty, and you know, like, there's a lot of things where you look. You're like, fuck, man, this guy. Oh yeah. You know, let's let's transition off field stuff. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> First and foremost, I just want to put this out there. I don't want to sound inconsiderate to Roberto Osuna and his family. But can we not rule out the fact that maybe she deserved it? I always say uh, Bilber's got a good bit about this where like he's all like, you can't just fucking like hit me and push me around like all the time and expect like there's got to be, you know, anytime anyone says that there's like a woman like never hit a woman, he's like never Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> like, you know, like, there's got to be some scenario where it's okay. There's got to be an outlier somewhere, right? You know, like it's, uh, I, I, you know, we poke fun at it. We hope, we hope that whatever it is. I mean, here's a crazy thing. Like, I don't know how they deal with this in Mexico. I'm also assuming that his wife is Mexican, <laughs> but I don't know how they deal with it in Mexico. Maybe this is one thing that can get swept under the rug. But this is the thing. Like the Mexican Dominican players, this is gonna sound super racist. So go on. This, this is at, your stick. <laughs> you look at most of the domestic violence cases in the MLB and most players that get suspended. I I would be willing to put up a list and say like at least 70% of them are of some sort of Latin descent. Latin descent. I would it is a very passionate money. culture. So I agree. And I met some crazy ass Latin women that there like to throw some fists and that happens. Just, yeah. And I'm like, listen, how about we just don't hit each other period? Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's just use our words. Yes. Yes. Use your words. <laughs> okay. So new additions to the, to the bullpen. Okay. So Robbie O, out, out. Uh, as of this recording, he was supposed to be out until June fourth. Oh, um, these extended absence bullshit. Yeah, administrative, uh, administratively absence. paid yeah. administrative leave. And it's just like, can we just? What happens when he gets suspended? Because you know he's going to no. get suspended. Like what? Okay. Happens well, what happens then? when he gets back? Yeah, you think the fans are going to be like, oh, he's back. Save yeah. a couple games, and it's all good. There's gonna, every visiting ballpark. He's going to get jailbird chance. He's going to get oh, yeah. woman beater. Mister Anxiety oh, is going man. to go through some shit. Yeah. And so the, so now, what do the Jays do? Tapera hasn't stepped in and made a couple. Like he's made a couple saves, but he's he's not uh, he's not stepping in like he did last year when Osuna no. was injured. So I, I don't know what the answer is. It could be one of these guys. Well, the thing is with me is. When the MLB says, "Hey, you get eighty games," does all this extended absence stuff count? All the, Re- all like the retro, like, retro. Suited. Does it retro count? I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's because to be me, like that's going to be a whole lost season if they give them eighty games, which I think they will. I, well, what we're looking at now, game wise, I think I think they're at uh, the eighty game. No, at the sixty something game. Yeah, mark? it was like they're they're close to 70 something games. Let's right? See. Well, right now they're th- you know, they're th- yes yeah, sixty six games right now. Yeah. Oh, so oh they, yeah, I'm sorry. The Boston has like an absurd amount of games because you know uh, people like the Yankees, forty two and nineteen. Boston, forty four twenty two. Yeah. Fucking New York gets like rained out every other game. <laughs> okay, so let's let's, let's round out their bullpen, then we'll hit the field. Um, Sun Hang Ho. Oh. Oh, wow. Mr. Oh. 
I missed you that butchered one. that. Yeah, wow. Totally. wow. That's why we needed Brad Myers here <laughs> because he he is the uh, name specialist, I guess. Uh, Korean pitcher. I really like O a lot. I don't know why he's not closing. Yeah, I you know give him a shot, right? Uh, he's another Cardinals player, former Cardinals there you player, go. right? And he was for them. He actually looked good, right? Like he was one of those players where it was like, all right, we're getting something that could translate to the American League, right? So you know, two million dollar cap hit. Oh, crazy, great. easy money. Uh, John Axford, Canadian. We'll throw that out there early. Um, fastball pitcher, uh, mean looking. <laughs> he is so hot and cold. I cannot figure it out. It's like any Brewers former Brewers player. <laughs> is, that, like, is, that, is that how it works? Yeah, man. Anyone that plays. Look at their look at the Brewers bullpen right now. Who's in their bullpen right now? Hater, right? Uh, that's uh, that's probably the only name. Yeah, he he's a stud in Corey Nebel. And Nebel was great last year. Nebel's been shit this year. Good Every pulls, Brewers good player there. is uh, hot and cold. Yeah, I I'm astonished. Like he, he's got the the him and Osuna have the high, the fastest fastball on the team, uh, but. As well as the guy who we're going to speak of next, I've just—he—he's not a guy. If you're playing four games in a week, he—he's not playing four. He might play one or two games, and is that worth it? Uh, how old is he? Uh, 30, 34 years old. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, anyways, it's—it's it's a tough call for him. I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. Here—here's why I like the fact that he's on the team because when we go to sell players before the deadline right. he's the guy that you go yeah we'll throw him in the sweet in the pot yeah. he's exactly yeah. that guy where like you're like you can add another arm to your bullpen for right. your like pennant for, race for right? your 40 man roster yeah moving forward mm-hmm. um, the guy i think who's uh probably going to take the most heat in the bullpen the toe clipper tyler clippard oh tyler 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 um, it's, it's a tough one, man. It's you know what he had a week of, or a string of like two weeks where he seemed like he was all star caliber. Oh, of course, he's done that his whole career. Fair enough. I mean, with the Yankees last year, I saw him pitch a couple times when he played against the Jays, and I, and I was like, this guy. Uh, there was one where that he he had to tie up tie up a game. He ends up backfiring, and the Jays end up coming back to win last year when the Jays were <laughs> horrible last year, and for some reason I don't know what happened. But Tyler, Tyler Clippard is so, so mixed bag. It's so tough. At in thirty three games this year, he's got a win loss record of four and two, which is great. There's a win record. ERA of three point four five. A WHIP of one twenty four. Not great. Thirty eight strikeouts. Uh, One hundred thirty eight innings pitched. You're looking at about a strikeout and an eighth uh, an inning. Fine. If you, he's probably pitching only one or two innings, anyways. So, but I don't know. I just he doesn't excite me. And I pulled it up because I was curious. I was like, I can name at least five off the top of my head. I was close. The only one I would miss was uh, was the Mets actually. So he's been in the league since two thousand seven. And here's the only time I remember him being good was with the Nationals, which was from two thousand and eight to twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Then he was with the Athletics for a year, got dealt to the Mets. Then he signed with the D-backs in the offseason. Then uh, I believe Arizona traded him to the Yankees. Then he ended up with the White Sox, then the Astros, now the Jays. And it's like, you know what? When someone moves around that much, like, why are we hanging on to that? I just don't get it. That's crazy. He played for three teams last year. Yeah, it's just... Yankees, White Sox. Wait, did he win with Houston last year? 
Uh, I think that was his last team. I think he did. No, I think I think he played with New York last year. Uh, anyways, oh, I mean, he played for New York last year. I don't know when. Okay, what? It doesn't really matter. I'm gonna look it up. I'm the, gonna look it up right now. The toe clipper. I just. I don't. I don't love his stuff, but he does tend to surprise me and also let me down. So he's kind of like a parent. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, okay. So we'll wrap up on that. Uh, that's the pitching staff. Now it, there has been changes since this came out, but. I don't know. I don't. I'm not in love with this. But when you look at the AL East, this this is by far the third best, if that, pitching staff in in the AL East. When you look at this in baseball, this is second tier. Oh, this is like you look at the AL East. You know, Severino could eventually be the best pitcher in baseball. Like he's got the stuff for the Yankees wow. to be. That's bold. I wouldn't. Put, I, I don't put him. Up I think there. he could eventually be. I didn't say right now. For me, he's a one B kind of guy. He's not a Max Scherzer. 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 Thank you. Wow. Uh, like he, he's, he's, he's. Yeah, he's not there yet, but he's young. Is like, he? I think he's what twenty three. Oh shit! I didn't realize he's that young. Yeah, like he's young. So I'm. You know what? He's got stuff already. Yeah. And it's kind of like the same. It's like where Cindergard is, right? Like Cindergard, like you knew, like Thor has stuff, right. and he's super young. So Former it just depends, Blue Jay. right? Former Blue Jay. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that too because that depressed <laughs> me beyond belief. Totally. Okay, so we'll, we'll just hit the catchers really quickly. Uh, we have Russell Martin, Canadian th- Canadian. I was gonna call him Canadian thug, Canadian <laughs> stud, Russell Martin, um, on the books for twenty million. I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, a lot of people are hard on Russell Martin, but behind the plate, the man's a genius. Yeah, you, uh, everyone says that. I don't really get. It. I've never knew a back catcher to have this much uh, poise and control over a game until Russell Martin came to the Jays. Because I always thought, I always thought that the catcher, and I know this is in some cases like the Angels. I always thought the catcher got his cue from the, co- from the bench boss, and then he then relayed that outside. I didn't know that catchers kind of the quarterback of the diamond. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you have the catcher that's capable of it, why not? He's in the game. He's going to feel for it. He works with his pitchers every day. So, you know what? Why not? If you have a good catcher, why not take advantage of it? One thing I'm noticing is he's getting a little old. His arm's not the same as it used to be. I'm curious right. to see what his throwout rate is this year versus uh, versus other years. Yeah, I can't imagine it's very good. Yeah. Um, I heard this hot rumor about Russell Martin as well, too, that I'm kind of excited about. Um, and it pertains to him not playing catcher, but playing all these different utility roles. Oh. That next year, the last year of his contract, that's the goal is just to keep him on board as a utility guy who can play two or three positions. And then I, I don't know why he's not playing first base. It blows my mind. I guess you guys, you could, there's a lot of guys you can put up first base. Yeah, uh, Pierce, got, if he's healthy. You got Pierce, Smoke, Smoke Kendris. Yeah, like, so there's a lot of guys I guess you can play there. But, I mean, like listen, like Smoke, Smoke, you give him majority of the work. You give Morales, you know, like uh, three games there a month, if that, or, yeah. or whatever. Uh, and then Pierce, if he ever gets healthy again, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But... So you may or may not have an opening at first base. Like I don't know why ju- – we'll get to Justin Smoke when he get there, but I just don't feel like ju- – Justin Smoke is not having the season he had last year. No. Why Why? Why is he playing every game? Put Donaldson there. Donaldson needs to play somewhere. He can't play third base anymore. Okay, anyways, anyways we're way ahead of schedule. Okay. <laughs> Luke Maley, uh, I mean, Lukey Barrels has been the best off-bench player you can ask for. Oh, amazing. He's having a great year. So oh, just to get back to the Russell Martin thing, here's what I heard. 
So I heard this from a reliable source who works for Rogers with relations to the Blue Jays. So what, what my, my, my client does, he works for Rogers, he works security. Part of his security briefing is kind of like low down with these Blue Jay guys because they have some kind of partnership there with mm-hmm. security. So he, he was telling me that Martin, the goal with Martin is to turn him into a utility guy. Maley's probably going to be playing backup next year, and Jansen is probably going to get the go-ahead. Because apparently he's just ripping Buffalo apart. He had something like a 327 batting average in Buffalo last, last month. Um, I like the sound of that, and I like a young back catcher because back young back catcher can spring and go. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I always I had really high hopes. Um, it was a couple of years ago when uh, what was it, Max Pender, Pendergast, or he oh. was supposed to be like our up and coming like big catcher. He was ranked like number two in our farm system, and then he just like slowly fell down the ranks. Yeah, and, and who, like, who was that guy that they traded uh, to the Mets with? Oh, Darno. Darno, yeah. He uh, was. Well, I mean, he he, uh, he made it to the show. He played a couple. I don't think he's he's main rostering he anywhere. Is, he's injured. He's still on the Mets, but he's always injured, right? Yeah. Like his injuries derailed his career. He's like Devin Travis. Like yeah. the same thing. He's always hurt. So so I, I feel I, for I, the guy. I, you know, I, I'd love to see um, what's his name, uh, Kelly Kelly Jansen. That's his name, Kelly Jansen. Anyways, I like, yeah. I love to see him in Jay's uniform. He had a great spring training. I'm in. Yeah, why not, right? Like, let's start to see what we got with some of these guys. I'm yep. not saying rush everyone up. No, but some. Um, but some. But some, but some, you know, some don't need to be in double A anymore. At least move them oh, to triple. Oh, my God. We'll get there, too. <laughs> All right. So, catcher is taken care of. Justin Smoke, um, I've said my piece about him. They got him on a $4.3 million deal. deal. He's a free agent in 2020. I didn't know they had him for that for two more years. I, that's, I, thought, that was, I thought he almost had a two-year deal a year ago. The best sell high candidate you could have ever had, ever. You get a team that is trying to compete on the cheap, like the Mets this year when they were when they started off so strong, and the Mets are trying to compete on the cheap a yeah. little bit. They had such a strong start. It's like, listen, sell high. We'll like let's get them out of here. Yeah, yeah. Right, Atlanta. Atlanta started off so strong. Yeah. They're competing on the cheap as well. They're not spending a lot of money. But they're you got the relationship with Double A there. Yeah. You're like, you want? Uh, let's get Smokey over there. Like, sell them on the cheap, get a return. But Atlanta for the long for I think two seasons now, maybe three seasons, have had the number one ranked farm system. Oh yeah. So I mean, they're going to be Atlanta of old very soon. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you know what would happen, right? Like, uh, teams like that don't stay down long. That's, that's right? very, very true. they got a long history of really good pedigree. And the nice thing, you know, Double A inherited a team where uh, he he didn't have time to liquidate and sell all the farm for uh, aging he players. Didn't, he didn't need to. So. <laughs> okay, so Smokey, um, I think we can both agree not having the season of last year probably will never have the season he had last no, year. last but, year was an outlier. Yeah, like, you come know, on. And, and he was one one bright light last year. Oh, because for sure. Because nothing else was really last year. I mean, very, I mean, yeah, a, a bad season followed by Smoke making the All-Star game by default because every team's going to have a representative. And he was the best player, career year, All-Star game rush. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Michael Saunders curse. Oh, yeah. You know, like, oh, let's get Michael Saunders. He's Canadian. He got and then had a horrible second half. Anyways, yeah, that's way in the past. Oh yeah, um, everyone's favorite scapegoat, Kendris Morales, on the downswing. Uh, salary hit of eleven million bucks. He got him locked up for another season, uh, two seasons, a season and two thirds, like two seasons and two thirds to go. I, people hate on him. 
listen, he hasn't delivered what we thought he would. Like, no. like he was a good bat in Kansas City. It was like, dude, we'll bring him here. We'll bring him here in this ballpark, and he's going to be 30-plus homers a year, listen, like 90 ribbies. Okay, listen, my daughter last year was born on April 6th. On that day, Kendris Morales went like four for four with like three home runs or like a grand slam or some shit like that. I was like, okay, okay, you got my attention. The downside <laughs> to that is you let Edwin walk for 20 million bucks. Yeah. For half that, you got Kendris and you're getting half the production. Yeah. And I'm not saying you need to give Edwin the money because I don't think Edwin's worth $20 million. No. He was on the he he's was on the decline too, decline. and he didn't have the numbers he had the season before last no. year. He did go to the World Series, yes, but he wasn't he wasn't a player that the he was with the Jays. No, oh, he had some clutch hits and all that stuff. But again, you weren't replacing that. You were replacing you had Kendris and Pierce in hopes to re, um, to replace Edwin. You didn't get that, but what you got was Justin Smoke replacing Edwin's numbers. Yeah, and 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 that's where the trade off was. Okay, so that's it. Kendris, two weeks ago, was on his way to Toronto. And then John Gibbons just gives him the bat and is like, you know what, just fucking swing. He swings. He starts getting warming up from being ice cold. He started to warm up. He's been pretty consistent when given the bat. He might have turned himself around a little bit in just enough time. Or he might just be warming up possible trade bait. I don't know who would take him, but maybe somebody will. Switch hitter. Teams. Switch hitter. Teams love switch hitters, right? Like uh, teams can always find a need for that, especially if the teams that got a DH. I did it again, didn't I? No, oh, or maybe I didn't. I gotta hide this. I'm gonna fuck myself if I don't. <laughs> if I don't get it out of my way. Yeah. Uh, let me just pull up some numbers on Kendris real quickly, just because I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious. Curious, what am I doing? I'm just a mess. You know what? That's well. You well. You pull up numbers on him. Who we got next? Who we going to next? We go right. to the number our second baseman. Uh, you are correct, but I got his numbers right here. Batting right. 209, 163 at bats, five home runs, 20 rivers, two stolen bases, career high by the record. Wait. Uh, yeah, in his career, he only has six stolen bases. He's got two this season already. Um, last seven games, uh, 30 at bats, two runs, eight hits, one home run, two RBIs. Last seven games, so four that's, strikeouts. That's kind of the production you expect from him. Batting average of 267, but if that was yeah. consistent. This is Jose Batista last year numbers. Yeah. Uh, like, the only thing that Batista, like, his batting average was lower, but his walks are always high, right? right. Batista, you know, that eye declines when he's swinging, but he can still he can still walk a decent amount. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Next up, Devin, don't call me Devon Travis. Oh, God. Um, Salary hit of 1.4, 27 years old, for, uh, um, FA 2021. They say trending up. In you know what? Of course, when you miss like the whole season, you're gonna trend Ooh. up, right? Like, um, great bat, and probably a, I'd say a plus bat for a second baseman. Yeah, I, I think we can definitely say that for a middle saying. infield plus bat. Yeah. But the defense is questionable at best, mm-hmm. uh, which always concerns me because you know what? Like, this is a team where uh, if we're not if we're relying on home runs to win, then we at least need to play good defense. Yeah, right? he he really has to be, he really has to be the type of he has to be good to great defensively to be okay to good at the plate. Yeah, and he's not, and he's he's okay defensively, 
and he's okay at the plate right now. Yeah. Although he was a spark plug uh, during during those beautiful seasons, the twenty fifteen and sixteen oh, yeah. runs. He's he's definitely got the the bat to be a three hundred average yeah. batter every year. Career, fifteen homers, career like average two eighty one, which yeah. is, that'd be great to have. Uh, right now, only one hundred nine at bats, which is kind of low for this time of the year. Um, a hundred and uh, sorry, batting average of two hundred two, two yeah, home so. runs, six ribs, one stolen base, OPS of five seven five. Yeah, not that's great. Horrible. Not yeah, not great. Um, you know, there's more upside to this guy than downside. They got him on this rotation where he sits every third game. Uh, might be enough to kind of kind of get him where he needs to be. I'm hoping best case scenario with Travis. Best case scenario. Trade bait. <laughs> Best case. That's that's the thing, right? Like I, I look at this team, I just see a bunch of trade bait. And there's what? one player that everyone probably wants gone that I want to keep. Um, oh, and I, I'll tell you the reasons okay, why okay. when we get to him. But yeah, all right, all right. So let's get off Devon Travis. JD, former MVP, maybe the most valuable player on the team, and we mean that only in trade bait. Josh Donaldson, 32 years old. They say trending up, which I can't believe. FA uh, 2019, salary $23 million. You have the highest player on your team. What's up? He needs to get back and get healthy because, you know, if he's healthy, he's a spark plug in the lineup immediately. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, uh, it's, if we want to get a premium package back for him at the deadline, he needs to be on fire at the deadline. I don't think, I don't think you get premium for him considering him. I think you can get a good package, but like, listen, like when we traded Roy Halladay in his fucking prime, you got four players for him and two prospects. None of them fucking panned out. But we're not resigning Donaldson. Like, let's be honest, Donaldson's not staying. I I can only see Donaldson going to two places: resigning in Toronto, and I only see him resigning in Toronto not for fucking twenty something million dollars a year for maybe seventeen to nineteen million dollars. Or St. Louis. Really? Yeah, it goes with my conspiracy. I'll get you Okay, here's where I'll tell you Donaldson's going to end up, and it's going to piss off a lot of people. Donaldson's going to end up in Houston. Oh, that wouldn't piss me off. Here's why he's going to end up in Houston. The one weakness in Houston's lineup right now is Yuli Gurriel. Yuli Gurriel has not panned out the way they thought he would, and he's their everyday third baseman. He still gets good batting average. Like, he's, what, 270, 280 batting average. Mm -hmm. But the production's just not there with it, right? Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that he was a bag of shit this year. Yeah, he is. So, and, like, the way they spent a lot of cash on him, they splashed cash on him to bring him uh, when, like, they splashed international signing money, right? right? Um, And Houston still has... Their farm system's not completely depe- depleted, and they have a plethora of like bench players that right. would immediately fit in on our roster. So it's like, you know what? I can honestly see Donaldson going there. Okay, 137 at-bats, a bat average of 234. Now hold that breath, because his career average is 275. Yeah. So not far. I would consider a couple weeks of injury before he went on the DL. For sure. Five homers, 16 ribs. Two stolen bases, uh, OPS of seven five seven. Not great, but not bad. No, but for a guy who is ba- who's basically the heart of your team, he is for sure the catalyst of anything that good that happens. Uh, these numbers have to be better. I'll tell you something, Josh Donaldson, drafted two thousand seven. Where do you think? Who do you think drafted him? First of all, 
I guess the Cardinals, based on what you're saying. No, not the no? Cardinals. No, athletics. Okay, no. Uh, okay, so he's drafted in the first round, 2007, by the Cubs, which is crazy because yes. the arch nemesis of the Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. Okay, so crazy. Um, Josh Donaldson, to me, he can he can have the legacy of a Jose Batista, which right now we're we're still a little bitter about. I'm not. But Jose, when okay, so the Mets are coming into town in two weeks or something like that. Jose is going to get a if he's playing. If he hasn't been cut by that time, <laughs> Jose Batista will get a standing ovation oh, hands sure. down. Charles already started to heal from the Jose Batista experiment, but he is the only guy from that black and gray jerseys Jays era who the Jays look fondly upon. Everyone else, the Jays are just fucking throwing heat at. So here's the thing with Donaldson, and you know, as long as you've got Kendris and you've got Smoke and you've got all these guys who are like 1B DH players, what do you do with Donaldson? Because he is like, you got Vlad coming up mm-hmm. and you probably won't see Vlad till September in Toronto. Right. I, don't think. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, everyone wants him called up before, but now that he's hurt, you're definitely not seeing him till September at a minimum. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you could, you, I don't, you, you can bring Vlad up for a short time, but I would not have Vlad up permanently no i i you know let, listen go to buffalo yeah put them in triple a no let's rush let's listen <laughs> first and foremost buffaloans buffalontarians what are they called buffaloans <laughs> buffaloans they have nothing to fucking cheer about anyways yeah give them let him be there for two months get him to shine and everything like that i'm sure i'm sure he's getting something in new hampshire right now but he's he's in double I don't want to get to Vlad. Let's talk about Josh. We're talking Josh. Bring her around. Yeah, but Vlad's important to Josh because there. Why are we going to give Josh Donaldson money if we already have these guys at DH one B? So we can't. Put you him give there. you give Josh money for two reasons. You he's so going to want to want him at two B. Yeah. <laughs> well, outfield, tra- tra- corner outfield, right no, field, first base, first base or DH. And then we have three guys rotating there. Okay. Well, Kendris. Here, if I'm playing GM, Kendris and Smoke are gone. But you're not getting anything for them. That's Fine. the thing. Donaldson, Fine. you're getting the better return. Right. Okay, I, I don't disagree. But here's the thing I believe. One, you got to sell jerseys and you got to sell tickets. That's what Vlad's for. You know, and that will happen. But if you rush, this, if you rush Vlad and he becomes a bag of shit, and then, he, he, and then Toronto just dumps him uh, to uh, San Diego, and he becomes a superstar in San Diego. Oh, like Lucas you, Giolito for the White Sox? <laughs> like 7.0 ERA? You are getting fired if that's the case, okay? So I, th- I think you do this. I think you sign Josh, you move him to first or DH. And they say, Smoke, it's been a slice. I'm glad you kept your all-star jersey from last year. You got to fucking go. Go back to Seattle. Go to fucking Alabama or where the fuck you're from. Go fishing, hunting, enjoy your new baby, get the fuck out of Toronto, because yamboral time. Okay? Anyways, Josh Donaldson, to bed. Um, too low, too low. Oh my too god, too low. low is it, oh, he is on here. You want to do too low? Okay, let's yeah. do it. So, Troy Tulowitzki. I actually love Troy Tulowitzki, and here's the reason why I love him, is he is the closest thing we have to a real bench coach. Okay. Um, I would okay. say... Um, no 2018 look, stats for the record. Yeah. You look at his ability to help the defense, mm-hmm. and you look at Travis became a better defender, um, and Donaldson's defense got better once Tulo came to the team. Okay. And so, so there's something to be said there, and here's why I like him and want to keep him. Oh, my gosh. Weird me right out. So I like him and I want to keep him 
because we have Vlad, 3B. Right. Great bat, okay at best at right. defense. Okay. Bichette, looking to put him at shortstop. His defense is horrible is at it? shortstop right okay. now. And it's like. He's, he's a second baseman, isn't he? That's where oh. he's going to end up if he's not going to be yeah, the last at shortstop. Yeah, because they were both left-sided guys. Right, right, okay. Yeah, so it was like you could, if you keep too low and let him do his thing as kind of that bench coach and let him mold these kids okay. defensively, you could have the left side of the defense be solid defensively and you got your three, four hitters right there. Here, here's where I lie with uh, Troy Tulowitzki. Too low, a lot of money. Oh, yeah, an absurd amount of money. But, you know, just fire Gibbons. That covers... I don't, <laughs> I, not, not much. Not that much. <laughs> it covers 20% of it. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't even think it covers maybe, no. maybe 10%. Uh, Tulo's what, 24? 20, 20 mil this oh. season. Yeah. So, Gibby's what, 4? No, four I don't think he makes that much money. I think he makes like... I think he makes no. I think he makes like two million dollars. <laughs> but who cares? I would too. Like I would take that job in a heartbeat. Oh, I would too. And you could do just as well as Gibby. <laughs> okay, so Tulo, um, he's played sixty six games in two years. Not great. Fine. I I think what I think your argument's a good one about a good defensive um, uh, coach, like defensive um, role model. I, I remember hearing stories of him in. Spring training last year, really pushing the guys, really getting them going. Okay, and, and that's a competitor. That's what you want. Donaldson's like that too. I get it. I like it. But can Troy Tulowitzki play the maybe most valuable role in the infield on an AstroTurf diamond? No. It was a bad acquisition for that reason. Like, he was already injury-prone in Colorado. He's never had a full season. He's yeah. never played a full season. And he's been near MVP even right. without those, right? So, like, you know you're getting a good bat, but you expect, like, Coors Field, there's going to be regression. Right. Like, you know that. Um, so, like, where his bat ended up, it was, like, the average was lower than I thought it would be. Right. But, like, the batting average ball is in play was not favorable towards him either. Like, there are a lot of things where it's like, you know what? He's better than what his, like, easy-to-look-up stats are showing. So, and then in playoffs, like, he was actually pretty decent for us any playoff run we had which yeah, is another I mean, thing right you so know what? like you you clutch. look at i think a lot of a lot of times people were like okay the legend of tulo versus what tulo is right now oh yeah like the fact that like they were like five tool player it's like dude tulo can't run bases are you no, kidding yeah, he's not stealing anything but in all honesty i would rather keep him instead of throw more money at donaldson and just throw tulo at 1b and no, just he have no, him coach people. Well, I, initially he said that he wasn't interested in playing anything other than shortstop. Yeah, yeah. Until you know he misses a whole other season, and that's right. like, dude, you're what thirty three ish. He's like, thirty three right now. Yeah, you're thirty three. You know what? It's time to give up the reins to shortstop. Yeah, like let's be honest. Okay, moving on. A guy who's been playing a lot of shortstop, Alemnez Diaz. Ugh. You know, I'm not mi- a fan. No, I don't mind him. I just. Getting Solarte and him, hey, it's panned out right now because you know everyone's hurt on the Blue Jays. <laughs> okay, let, let, let's break it down a little bit. 141 at bats, probably towards a higher amount. Uh, bat average of 227, which is like, low for him. Low for him, but also like shades of Ryan Gone slash Darren Barney. Yeah, six home runs, which is pretty incredible. Um, 15 RBIs, one stolen base, OPS of 678. 
Um, career batting average 279, sorry, 273, um, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, his bat is not what um, we expected it to be. You know, his defense is pretty good, but once again, like, you get him and Solarte, to me, they're very similar players. Like, to me, they're just, you have utility guys, you throw them around the diamond, um, you expect that their bats are going to play well in our ballpark. You mm-hmm. expect that, like, um, but both of their batting averages have been kind of weak. Solarte's um, still raking. Yeah, so so <laughs> Diaz, A, most importantly, from St. Louis. Or played for St. Louis. I don't love him, but I'll take him over Gone slash Barney. I would, too. Okay. That's why that's what I agree with that. Um, moving on, we, we look at... Um, Young Garvez Solarte, who, first of all, took me like three months to figure out how to say his name, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I butchered it too, um, $4.13 million. Worth every penny. Worth every motherfucking penny. Oh, uh, what we lost with Edwin and his flashiness, you get with Solarte, um, he, he looks like he's having a good time. Yeah. He's getting a chance to play. Yeah. He, now, he's bouncing around the diamond like a goddamn ping pong ball. Yeah. Third base, shortstop, second base. Like You don't want him playing shortstop. I guess you want him playing third or second. Yeah. Like, I'm on, listen, I'm okay with taking some hits with having someone that's a utility guy because you're really putting him in when you need to put him in that position, right? Like, you know, you have him there. He's not your everyday shortstop. Right. Um, you know, he wasn't supposed to be your any everyday anything. Really, like uh, he was well, supposed to be that utility guy. Yeah, he was a utility guy who was now going full time. Who, I mean, not necessarily a disappointment overall. Like, oh, uh, twelve me, home runs, okay. thirty something, or thirty-seven RBIs. I got you right like now. That? The most at bats on the team, two hundred fifty at bats. Except he's played almost every game. Yeah, by an average of two fifty-six, which isn't that. It's okay. It's it's really yeah, it's, it's slightly better than okay. It's not good. It's but it's in there in between. Twelve home runs, thirty seven RBIs. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, no stolen bases. Seven seventy uh, uh, OPS. Yeah, man. Like that's for a utility guy. Like you look at what Jan the, Harvest. Yeah, you look so at what the team. what the Strohs got uh, from Marlon Gonzalez last year. Like that was that's what every team dreams they'll get from right. a utility guy. Right. And, like, what the Rays got, like, one out of, what, six years they had Zobris. They were like, yeah. <laughs> and what the Cubs did not get when they got <laughs> Zobris until the playoffs. Yeah, and then, and then he brought it. Well, yeah. he, was, he was pretty pumped to be there. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, Solarte, um, he leads the Jays in home runs, RBIs. Um, he's all over the board. I'm going to say this, for me, I have two... Shining lights, two possible all stars. He is number two on oh, my list. Um, I'm pretty happy with him. And at four and a nickel, I'll take him too. Oh, a hundred percent. And the thing is, his personality lifts everyone else around. Yeah. Even when they're Beautiful. losing, he's always having a good time. He's uh, he kind of reminds me of how Jose Reyes used to be. Like Jose wow. Reyes always had a smile. What a pull! <laughs> yeah, Jose Reyes. The one thing you can say about him is he always plays with a smile. So, like one of the happiest guys on the field, even when he's playing like shit and can't play D anymore. He's still, he's still smiling. There. He's still there. <laughs> Bloops a ball and he's just smiling it off, and you're like, ah, oh, that's Jose Reyes. Like, <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Now we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. Danny Espinoza, 
who I think's played like two games all season. Yeah. He the they grabbed him from the Yankees organization. Uh kind of like a mini journeyman. Yeah. Yeah. Not much there. Uh, I don't even have any stats on him, so that's that's how great it's been. That's how much I can find at least. Um and then last let's see, uh there he is, Danny Espinosa. Let's see what we can pull up on Mr. Espinosa, which is just a fun name to say, I think. Um, and they have no stats for this year. So thank you, Danny, for that. Um, actually, MLB.com actually has him up as still a New York Yankee. So they got him <laughs> fucked up. Uh, and then my favorite name to say on the whole team, Gift Gunope. From Africa and the first African-born Major League Baseball player. Um, the, 28 years old. They brought him in for his defensive play. Uh, couldn't hit anything. Couldn't he? Couldn't hit Roberto Osuna's wife. Yeah. Oh, too soon. Too soon. I too soon. <laughs> Let's see what Gifts Nope has for me. You no, know, he was great at t-ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, Gifts Nope, uh, eighteen at bats, a batting average of point zero five six. Uh, OPS of one six one, the saddest stats you've ever seen. That's not For even sure. his full name. Gift Canope is his full name. Oh, of course not. His first name is I'm gonna spell it for you. You can pronounce it M P H O apostrophe Gift Canope. Jesus. Mafo Mafo. All those apostrophes are clicks. You know that, right? It's like Gift. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, Gift Canope. They they sent him from the Pirates. Ah, just nothing, 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 nothing. Moving out of the infield, out to the outfield, uh, Steve Pierce trending down a salary hit of six point two five million bucks. Waste of money. Yeah, totally. So- and you know what? When they signed them, I, I was like, like, okay, can we not get former Orioles players that yeah, like journeyed there and struggled in Baltimore? Fuck, like if they yeah. struggle with Camden, they're gonna struggle at our field. I thought for sure that he was gonna be uh, Justin Smoke's replacement, and then Justin Smoke had the season of a lifetime. And then Steve Pierce just got stuck playing left field, got injured on stupid things in the outfield, uh, and now he's fucking injured again. I mean, he listen, he had those those grand slams, like two grand slams in a week, which is crazy news. Yeah, good for him. But I mean, he's got like he's got this like weird clutch batting. Unfortunately, he doesn't have consistent batting, yeah, man, which you, is what what you, uh, yeah you need that. You close it, your eyes and swing. Eventually, you're gonna hit a pitch. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Some guys on my softball team, that's not the case at all. On his softball? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of sad. All right. Uh, maybe. Uh, I want names. <laughs> maybe my third favorite player this season, the Grandy Man, Curtis Granderson. Oh, I love Curtis Granderson. Five million bucks. This is like, this is a signing of the year for the Blue Jays. You know, we talk like really highly about Solarte, but the Grandy Man has been, first of all, an amazing ambassador for baseball. Hands down. Um, you know, a journeyman, but he's played basically in the AL East, New York, Detroit. The Spain time in Boston, maybe. He was, a, he was with the Mets. For yeah, he was with the Mets most amount, recently, right? yeah. Um, but the guy, he he's comes off around, yeah. a left handed bat who can produce a contact guy. The Jays haven't had a contact guy since Ben Revere. Like, and he'll, he's still got pop. He'll hit at least 20 home runs. Oh, my God. Well, let me pull some stuff up on him right now. But I'm, I'm really in love right now with Granderson. Just happy to have him on the team. Here's, here's what I love that no one ever talks about with Granderson. The man eats pitches for breakfast. He does go deep dinner. into his count. He goes deep into counts. He walks a ton. Uh, you essentially replaced Batista with 
a Ooh. better eye for their age. And older. And, and, and older. Yeah. And two years older. I would argue a better definitely a better bat now. Granderson, 152 at bats, bat an average of 237, six homers, 23 RBIs, one stolen base, which I thought he'd have more than that. And OPS, a very impressive 797. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong. Like You know what? I, I I just I love so many things about him. Uh but like he seems to like be a guy that wants to share knowledge. He's kind of embraced a role as a guy who's like, this might be his last swing at the majors. He might get another contract out of this. He might not. He might be trade bait as that contact guy for someone who needs a good leadoff. He's doing a lot of good things right. He's doing a lot of things that are important right, and he's and he's making his time in Toronto worthwhile. Oh, for sure. Um, his and you look at he's batting two thirty seven, right? Yeah. And three sixty three on base percentage. Yeah, like that. That's is every 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 huge. third at bat. He's going to be on base. He's going to be yeah. waiting to go home. Yeah, that is huge. Moving along in the outfield, huge. Superman. Listen, I got Mister Superman, Mister Pilar. Big catch, Kev. Whatever you want to go by. I'm going to put this out there now. I apologize. I was calling for your head saying that you were on borrowed time last season. My deepest apologies. This is the Kevin Pillar coming out party. I'm back on the Kevin Pillar train. I'm, I am in Pillarville. I'm all for it. I think this, this season for Kevin Pillar has been incredible. Uh, when you look at him as a career batter at batting 263, that's what exactly what he's hitting this year. He's second in the team at bats with 247, a batting average of 263, seven homers, 27 RBIs, nine stolen bases. Let me tell you, on base percentage um, or sorry, OPS of 746. Kev Pillar is having one of his best seasons yet. Yeah, oh, um, the other thing from him that I'm seeing a lot more is uh, he's running plays. He's extending them a lot more. He's already at 20 doubles this year. I just mm. looked it up. Uh, his career high is 37. So, you know, we're not even halfway through the season. Gale he's on track to beat that. Any extra base hits? You, uh, he had that thing where he was batting uh, low in the lineup, batting, you know, uh, 7, 8, 9. Um, but he seems so comfortable there. And then they bring him to the top of the lineup. And the guy gets jinxed. Yeah. I, it just it blows me away. He never does well in the top of the lineup. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. Yeah. I, so, you know, as, as a still active softball player, if I'm not in the top six batters, I'm fucking cranky the whole game. I need to be in the top six batters because I need that extra at bat at the end of the game. And when, when that doesn't happen, I'm super cranky. Kev Pilar fucking that gives him a boner. It works for Kev. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kevin Pillar, uh, I hope you accept my apologies. You are having a career se- career year and a very uh, shady slash dark season for the Blue Jays. Um, moving along to the new addition to the outfield, Randall, don't call me Randy Gritchick. Man, man, oh, man. When they saw this guy, I was like, fuck yeah. This guy's handsome as shit. He looks like Kevin Pillar's younger brother. Um, actually, let me see if he's younger than him. But he looks good. You know, they, they had that big highlight of him cranking a big home run. Um, I was so excited to get this guy on the team. And then he fucking shits the bed for the first month and a half of the season. Gets injured. Probably the best thing that happened for him. Fine-tunes his batting stance. And now the guy he is fucking good. on fire. Yeah, he looks great. He's 26 years old. I think he could be the best steal of anyone for the Jays because our outfield needed help, yes. and I think he is 
a solution there. It was just unfortunate he started so poorly because yes. I was like, He'll give turn, him time, I promise you, give him time. Okay, he's three years younger than Kevin Pillar, so he is Kevin Pillar's younger brother. 97 at-bats, so he still hasn't cracked 100 at-bats. Batting a very sad, but on the rise. 175, but five home runs, 16 RBIs, one stolen base, a shitty OPS of 636. Okay, not great numbers, but... Let's crack this open. Last seven games. Last seven games. Batting average of 407. 27 at-bats, four runs, 11 hits, three home runs, nine RBIs, one walk, six strikeouts, zero stolen bases. I can get behind that line. Oh, 100%. That's a beautiful line. But even, look, last 15 games, a bat average of 317. Like, th- these are, like, 11 RBIs. Last, you know, like, it's, it's on the upswing. Yeah. What, what, what are we paying this guy? 6.5 million bucks, a lot of cash, considering the numbers. Yeah. But I like him. You know what? For in your outfield, let's see. What are you really paying for your outfield? Granderson's playing most games at five million dollars. Kev Pillar's making three point two five. Yeah, bargain. Yeah, and then and then Grichik making six, making double Kevin Pillar's money. Uh, what are you looking at? Ten million dollars? Uh, Eleven million? Fourteen? Under fifteen million dollars? Your bench players you're playing you're paying more. Steve Pierce is making six point two five. So this, I'll take this. I'm good with this. Now, last but not least, hey Oscar. Tyoscar is my homie. I am a Hernandez homie. This is my MVP for the Toronto Blue Jays for 2018 so far. Maybe the only all-star that's leaving this team this season and going on to doing something in the all-star game. Tyoscar Hernandez, punishment martini. I'll take this guy all day, every day. This has been the one shining light in what was the liquidification of whoever we could get for the Toronto Blue Jays last year. Yeah. Uh... Lariano, Francisco Lariano, we traded to the the Houston Astros. We got this guy. All the talk was, ah, oh, Hernandez, he, he's good, good prospect, just couldn't find a spot in Houston. This has been the only fucking ray of light that yeah. that, 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 that that makes our outfield. Listen, Gritchick makes the idea of the outfield better. Kev Pilar's great. Kev Pilar's going to want $10 million when, when his contract's up. Yeah. Kev Pilar's worth $10 million. Oscar Hernandez is a beautifully complimentary piece. He's pre-arbitration, so what he's making like uh, under a million bucks or whatever it might be. Yeah. He, he is probably. Let, I, I'm, I'm gonna throw this out here. Okay, leading the team in average two sixty-five, which isn't great, but whatever. He is also leading the team in slugging per- percentage, OPS, triples, uh, and he's got wheels. Oh, but also been caught stealing four times. He leads the team in yeah. being caught stealing. But right. you're looking at a guy whose first full season. Uh, as a regular rotation guy or regular yeah. on-field guy, he leads a team in four or five different categories, offensive categories. Yeah. Fuck, man, I'm so happy we got this guy on our team. Oh, man. Um, breath of fresh air, right? Totally. Like, breath of fresh air with him. Um, he's the type of guy that you you see and you're like, he could be a top-of-the-lineup guy for years to come. Like, you know, he gets on base at a good clip. Uh, young, athletic. Young. Yeah, and you're like, you know what? Maybe we can finally get Kevin Plyer gold glove. I mean, Hernandez's defense still needs work. Right. But better than Steve as, Pierce's defense. Yeah. Better than Jose Batista's. Oh, for yeah. sure. As long as Sorry. Kevin Pilar is in center field, he will never win a gold glove. And that's a shame. And it's because he has to compete with Buxton and Kiermaier. Right, right. And, like, those guys are always going to be. Kiermaier's going to be good unless unless he's injured. Unless he's injured. Yeah. And Buxton won it last year, right? Like, Buxton. Did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Buxton won the I gold glove Kashmir last year. Do. Okay, anyways. Okay, so, Brian, we, that's, that is a starting, starting lineup as of 
as of March, whatever that was, March 29th, we went over a lot of things. There, there are some highs and lows that have, that have come from the team since then. Um, I'm going to leave those for the next podcast because this is kind of like the first podcast. So we'll start with this opening day roster and then we'll get into some other things the next time we do a Blue Jay talk, which should be in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Do you want to add anything? I just want to say, man, like, you got to get Bichette and Vlad, not up to the majors, just get them to Buffalo. Get them Buffalo. Like, it's too late for Vlad now because he's hurt, but when he's back, give him, like, two weeks in New Hampshire and then get him up to Buffalo, man. Okay. Like, you're letting this guy bat 400 and tear up double A. How much more does he need to prove there? Okay, so what about this? <clears throat> First and foremost... What's in Buffalo now that's stopping him from being there? Do they ha- do they have a third baseman that is better than Vlad defensively? Maybe, maybe defensively, but not enough. Like this guy's the future of your franchise. How you're how you're looking at him? These two guys are your cornerstones of your franchise for years to come. Okay, I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to figure it out right now while, yeah. while we're getting into it. What's up with with um, what's going on in Buffalo? But uh, because, like, you know, you want him to face as close as you can to major league pitching without, like, rushing him to the major league roster. Right. So the best you're going to get is Buffalo because you're also going to run into people where, you know, a pitcher's getting a rehab stint. They're coming back from the DL and they're going to be getting the rehab stint in AAA. And you're more likely to run into that. So why not get those oh. guys there now? Okay. So here. Okay. So, yeah, there's good reason why he's not in third base. So right now they have. I'm going to fuck up this name for sure, but you might re- you might recognize this name from spring training. Jason Labilejean. Labilejean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, mm. okay, so he, so he was a big prospect. Uh, he played a lot in spring training. He did really well. The, it, is he is he Vladdy Jr. at the plate? Probably not. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You also have Richard Urania there, who's playing shortstop, but whatever. Um, and they also have, and they also have Gift Ganope, who's playing. But we all know what we all we already went over Gift Ganope and why he's he's probably not a threat. He's actually the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm looking who else you, we got? Okay. So. so we, I think we can both agree that we can say we would like those guys. That are tearing up double A. See the other thing too is like, do they have everyone, anyone to bring to double A? Is there anyone that can that can replace these guys in double A? Well, to be honest, I think you're more worried about how the major league club develops than right. how. So you may not have a guy to replace them in double A, but fuck it, fuck like it. yeah, you want to give your guy the best chance to develop and his best chance really just sitting mashing subpar pitching. Right, right, right. Like to me, it gets to a point where like. You gotta make a call, um, and I'm just looking at I'm looking at the Bison's. I'm like, there are players that are sitting even there that I'm like, I wish we saw more of to know what oh we got. Oh my god, don't get started. Guriel, Guriel, like okay. I would have loved to see more of him just to kind of get an understanding of what we got with him. Okay, there there are probably 15 names on here. Al uh, Al Albuquerque, Ryan, yeah. uh, what's it? Uh, Brock, Baraki, uh, Baraki, yeah. uh, Matt Dermody. Uh, Tim Meza, who's also in the Jays. Yeah. Um, and, like, you Sean know... Fo- Sean Reed Foley. Yeah, he's got to be close, man. He's got to like, be close, right? Um, those are just pitchers, okay? We look at 
catchers, uh, Danny Danny Jansen, I was way off with K. Yeah. And Reese McGuire, too. He's also a huge prospect. Uh, Loris Gurai Jr., Jason LeBegley-Johnny, um, uh, Rowdy Telez, who's been in the system for like 15 years, <laughs> Richard Urena, uh, Anthony Alfred, Roman Fields, uh, Dalton Pompey, and Dwight Smith Jr. Dalton Pompey, Saga. Saga, yeah. I, I mean, played for the Jays a lot already, too. Yeah. Like, Buffalo's got at least 15 players that could that could step into the Jays right now. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so that's there. Whatever. Buffalo's there. I think that you keep... I don't want I don't want Vladdy playing in Toronto at all this season. I, I agree. Unless I just want him like to get AAA. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens. And if he finishes the year in AAA, great. Yeah. And then, you know what? Spring training's going to be around the corner, bud. You're, you're, you're probably going to be playing in Toronto yeah. next year. You're probably going to be playing in Toronto. Everyone's going to be happy. Yeah. Huh. On a side note to that, let me crack into my theory. Unless you've got anything else to say no, about the No, man. Go, go for okay. your theory. Here's my theory. Now, there's this thing. Honor among thieves. Fair? Now, what if... Cue the fucking suspicious music. What bum, if... Bum, bum. <laughs> what if there is this thing with baseball where it goes... Honor among birds. Interesting. Right? Continue. Now, there's a reason why last year the Baltimore Orioles were called the Dirty Birds. They, they broke this honor among birds. But maybe Toronto and St. Louis, maybe they have something. Maybe the Cardinals and the Blue Jays aren't that different. What if the Cardinals have been sniffing around Josh Donaldson for a long time? Two seasons. They've been what's up. Josh Donaldson does not live that far away from St. Louis. What if Josh Donaldson's like, listen, Toronto, the six, fuck you guys. I'm out. My girlfriend's hot as shit, but she doesn't mind going to St. Louis. What if Toronto makes this wheeling dealing? <coughs> they send Donaldson to St. Louis, and it's not necessarily like an open trade where it's like draft picks or whatever. What if St. Louis said, listen, look, let's lay some groundwork. We got some guys here. We're going to make some trades. You're going to pick these guys up, highly, highly touted guys that we like, Gritchick, O, Solarte, Diaz. Diaz. Those four players that last year were on the same team. Okay, that rarely happens unless it's a trade. Those are all individual trades or signees. What if there's <laughs> what if there's something in there being like, listen, like we, these guys, we, these guys are good. We're gonna let you guys take these guys. You guys sign these guys or trade whatever. You got uh, one guy out of trade, two guys out of trade maybe. What what if there's something there? What if there's something more? And they're like, listen, we just want to be the inside track on the Donaldson move. If Donaldson moves, like just give us first crack before you guys go anywhere else. Or if you guys got a deal in place, let us know. Maybe we can make this better deal. Maybe, maybe there's something there. Yeah, you always in, you always want last look, right? You wanna, you wanna have you that at least option. Have, have an option, right? And I, I don't really know what what's going on with. What's St. their Louis. farm system look like? I have no idea what St. Louis's farm system looks like, but I'm curious to see what the, where they are in baseball right now because maybe they're not even in any standing to even, like, go after Donaldson. Uh, I think they started off the year pretty bad, and they've been pushing lately. I actually think they're almost... They're St. Louis is in third in the Central. They are uh, 35 wins, 28 losses, third behind the Cubs. Um, By, like, two games? Two games, yeah. They are only three games behind in the Central. Milwaukee's still crushing in the, the Central. Yeah, man. But th- that's going to be on the climb. Milwaukee will not stay there. No. So maybe they make a push. Uh, I don't know where they are when it comes to the wild card. 
I'm, I'm just like, let me, let's look up, let's look up and see if any of their prospects jump out to me. St. Louis, St. Louis is in third place for the two wild cards. They're one game behind in the wild card race. They are going to be trade hungry. And does Josh Donaldson do anything for the Cardinals? Uh, I don't know. Uh, like St. Louis now, you know, you didn't get to see Alex Reyes again this year. You saw him for like half a game and then what he's out with another shoulder surgery or arm surgery so um you know are they gonna are they gonna continue to push without their future ace this season tough tough call like really tough call um and then when i look at their prospects i've just like i'm the only one i see that's interesting is tyler o'neill and like you know what, to be honest, hasn't blown the MLB away in his little stint, but it's a small stint. He's an outfielder, young, 22. They, they, they still have something there, right? They, like, they still have probably the best bat catcher in the league right now, or at least in the National League. No? Old. Old. Yeah, old, oldish, oldish. Molina's what, 30, 31? I don't know. Uh, I'm trying. Like, the MLB app right now is not doing it for me. Anyways, that's my theory. That's my St. Louis-Toronto theory. I watched the Toronto Blue Jays play the St. Louis Cardinals in Montreal this year. We were Vladdy, Vladdy played. Not the game where he hit the home run in the game, <coughs> but the place went kind of crazy. Uh, interesting. It's an interesting theory. I'll give, I, you, you know, give you interest. I will always say that a team would be willing to take a hit on a trade if they think it's going to create good rapport with the GM. I I, th- I think without... <coughs> also, to the other day, to, I was listening to the Gibby uh, postgame, and uh, they were talk- there was like a iconic uh, St. Louis Cardinals management player who died who died, he's like 90 years old, read something. I don't, I don't know, I can't, I can't remember his last name, and I don't, I'm not familiar with him, but... They were calling it out. They're like, hey, listen, like we had uh, these three ex-Cardinal players who all did really well. And Gibbons was like, yeah, you know, St. Louis is a good franchise. They all have been good. You know, uh, they'll probably still be doing good. Like, mm, another Easter egg dropped. There's something up, man. There's something going on. I, I don't know, know, man. I don't know. I, I would say that always happens in sports, though, right? Like, GMs become friends. Um, you see teams that constantly like to trade with each other yeah, in yeah. any sport, right? Yeah. And you just kind of... That happens through rapport built, and sometimes someone has to get fleeced to build that rapport. Yeah. So I, I, I think sometimes too, if <clears throat> if you know, like in the Donaldson case, if you f- have a good feeling, or Donaldson just doesn't fit into your future plans, because Donaldson isn't the current regime's guy. No, right? No, he, he, isn't. he came under the tri- the double A. I almost call him triple. I would argue the only good trade double A made. I mean, that's up for debate. I mean, he made a lot. Of, I, no, the best. The best double A trade. Did he trade for Batista in that like nobody trade with uh, Pittsburgh? I can't remember. I, can't I don't remember know. Someone, Richardi. Anyways, I think that was Richardi. I think that was long enough ago to be Richardi. I think you're right. Um, um, but anyways, wh- whatever. That's a that's a whole other podcast right there. Oh man, the I could double rip A on double A forever. I always everyone loved him. him. I know, I liked him too. I thought he did. I just all I ever saw was like we're taking all these big home run shots and just depleting our farm system. Yeah. And then the second there was like no one left, he was like, "All right, guys, it's been fun. Yeah, Peace. Right. No, I'm he, out of no, here." He got pushed out. Oh yeah, 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 pushed out. 
<laughs> pushed out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pushed out for selling the farm, and then like gets gets there, gets to the Dodgers as no. an assistant okay, or an advisor. He he, he sold off <clears throat> maybe Cindergard. Uh, yeah, no. Listen, the Cindergard thing. Darn, darn, I think we can both agree that's probably a good thing. Oh, listen, maybe you wouldn't have been as injured. If, if on paper you're like, listen, we're gonna you have this high prospect, but we're gonna give you the current National League. Cy Young winner? Fuck that. Uh, 37-year-old knuckleballer? Are you shitting me? Who okay. plays at City Field? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. You know what you're getting for that. It's like, why are you trading the one of the best pitching prospects best, yep. in baseball for him and who? Jose Reyes? No, Reyes was part of the Florida deal, wasn't he? No, I think That's he was it. part of the Mets deal. Um, I don't know. Either way, I was. I mean, listen, we're gonna do some research. We're gonna come to the plate with like the ten best or worst trades in Blue Jay the last decade. Uh, so under God, yeah, I, I under see your, ears, your ears are moving. I'm just looking. So Edwin and Batista came in under JP. Okay. Though he was assistant general manager at the time. He was, yeah. So you can maybe give him some credit for that. Uh, let's see what he did. Uh, he did the doc deal, which brought Darno Drebeck and Michael Taylor, <laughs> Kyle Drebeck, the the guy who was supposed to be the next Roy Halladay. Yeah, and just sucked balls, injuries. Michael Taylor it. though, Michael Taylor has been very beneficial for the Nationals. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Michael Taylor has been good for them. He's been an everyday what left fielder for them. Okay. Um, okay. Two seventy bat in the majors, not this season. I think he's been like two twenty, but speed seventeen swipes this year. I'm pretty okay. sure if you look up Michael Taylor, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, we could go on forever. Okay, okay. Well, like this will be a Rogan level podcast. Yeah, oh, no, you know what? <laughs> I, I really want to do that. I want to do a sit down diagnosis of some some of the big double A. Like I, the podcast will be episode one twenty one. Double A all day. Oh, yeah, for sure. Lastly, I will say the best trade he made was dealing Vernon Wells away. Totally. Best that, trade he yeah, made. Yeah, because that contract sucked, and everyone knew it. Vernon Wells was like, you're going to give me how much money? 86? 86 mil? What? Oh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, where do I sign? Anywhere? I'll sign with my dick right now. Deal. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? He, had, he didn't have a great career in Los Angeles, but... Where else would you want to run into the sun into the sunset, oh, yeah. rather than in Anaheim, California, where it's Ooh. twenty degrees all day, er day? Yeah, yeah, beautiful. All right. all right, dude, this is fucking an hour and a half, ninety minute podcast. I love Perfect. it. Perfect. You know what? It it's kind of like three podcasts in one last three months of the, the season. Really quickly, where do the Jays finish? What kind of record? Uh, Wait, you know what? Let's do this. More or less than eighty five wins this season. Less. Okay, so, Brian, you, oh, also, do you want to put a wager on it, slash you owe a wager from the, the, the hockey podcast? Okay, sure. Le, you said less than 85 wins? Uh, yeah, less than 85. Okay, I'll say more than 85. Wow. It's ambitious. You know what? Oh, wait, I'm going to say 85 or more. Okay, okay. that's fine. Uh, yep. Yeah, it says if you think we're above five hundred at the end of the season, I'm impressed with your I think so. optimism. I think so. To be third in third in the AL East, I think you have to be over five hundred. I don't know if we finish third in the I AL think, East. I, okay, so the Jays played Tampa today. Fourth. I think Tampa actually may squeak no. out there. I can't. I can't see Tampa. Hold on. Anyways, they're okay. Pitching, man. So you owe us two shots. You don't have to do them right now. But what do you think they're going to be? 
Whoa. Uh, anything, tequila, for sure. Anything from the bar. There's lots of tequila. Yeah, um, be tequila. Okay, it sounds good. So what I would like to do is hopefully get that hockey podcast recorded shortly. We can get you and Dave in. We can do the shots. For sure. Cool. And I'm very happy that uh, Marc-Andre Fleury showed his true colors. Totally. You and you and Chalupa can get into it in the wrap-up. Oh, I can't wait. All right. That being said, guys, if you fucking made it this far, drop me a line. I will send you some of our depleted Not After 30 merch. Um, thank you so much for listening, Brian. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for not Brad Myering oh, this or Bob Walkering this. Yeah, man, always. Uh, and we're going to get you back in because we're going to talk about the the carnivore diet because uh, you told me before that you went to see a doctor after the diet. I'm so curious to find out about that stuff. Yep. So we'll do that soon, plus a hockey one. we got lots on the plate. Oh, yeah, hockey one. Uh, I would love to do a UFC one eventually. Oh, my God. Did you watch last weekend? Oh, I did. Oh, okay. What a what'd fight. What did you think of that CM, CM Punk fight? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, you guys are wrestling guys. Yes. Um, and the first time CM Punk fought in the UFC, it was my bachelor party. We were in New York City, <laughs> and uh, we went to a bar to watch it. And there were these guys in the bar, and like the whole bar, like before the fight, they just for thirty minutes they were like CM Punk, right, right. CM Punk. I was like, Mickey Gall is a actual decent he's prospect. A legit, he's gonna yeah. fuck CM Punk yeah. up, um, which happened. And yes. it's like the funniest video to watch ever because CM that Punk misses his first shot with and a, immediately a shitty, gets a shitty punch. That you know what? Even if that was pro wrestling punch, yeah, we'd be like, we would all bullshit on that. Punk was a uh, okay wrestler pro wrestler and a very good mic mic talker like good shit talker and willing to take a beating as an mma fighter he is the worst of all time oh he's horrible his his zero and two record i can't imagine ufc even know another fight but that fight with michael mike johnson mike johnson is a not a great mma artist he's a he's a decent Puncher, boxer, not even a boxer. Puncher. Yeah, he stood still. His legs weren't moving. He uh, was a still target yeah. for CM Punk. So 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 bad. I watched that and I was so disgusted and disdained by everything. And again, like I'm a wrestling fan. I'm a UFC fan. I'm a, a combat sport fan. Watching that, I was like, ugh, I, it ruined the rest of the car. And there were good fights. And like, it ruined the rest of the car. I was so turned off by that. I was like, oh fuck this. Wow. I watched, um, who was uh, the, the chick, the girl fight? Um, uh, Megan Anderson and, and uh, um, Holly Holm. Oh, okay. Megan, Megan Anderson looked like a fucking She looked like Manus. CM Punk. <laughs> but, but Holly Holm, that was the best she's looked since she won the title. Well, I was surprised because Holly Holm, it's 100, 145 pounds right. featherweight. Holly Holm does not need to cut weight to make that. Right. Megan Anderson needs to cut weight right. to make that. But she didn't look great. No. She not, she looked like she went through a tough weight cut, and Holly Holm looked like she was strong. She needed that win, though. She needed that yeah, win hard. She needed that win hard. No, I'm going to talk about the other, the, oh. sorry, the other girl fight. Um, I can never remember. It's the first flyweight champion. Yeah. I, I always her forget name. her name. The Cookie Monster. Yeah, I know her name. Um, it's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, totally. It's been bugging me all day, to be honest. Yeah, I'll just look it up. Okay. Uh, but the the whole card, I was turned off. That's the first pay-per-view fight was the CM Punk one. I was just like, oh, my God. And at no point, like, you'll fucking throw in the towel, man. Your face looks like a sack of fucking garbage. Yeah. Oh. Fucking throw in the towel. No one's going to give you a hard time about it. But he's in Chicago. He's a Chicago guy. It's, you know, he could. The, he, Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza. Danny Espinosa's cousin. <laughs> 
Anyways, okay, we gotta tie this sucker off. It's way too long. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we'll do a UFC one because I'm down. And that last card was a good one. And the next card's dope. It's Stipe oh, they, versus Cormier, yeah, man. That would be a good one too. That and that that will be five rounds for sure. Oh, that fight will be five be rounds of grinding. Uh, you get to see Ngannou on it again. Oh, well, I mean, if you got someone who will throw, he's against. Yeah. Um, uh, I think he's against Lewis, and they'll. Throw. Oh yeah, Lewis is good. Yeah, he's he's that's gonna be tough, and they're gonna they're gonna have to try to make those guys look not alike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, we gone. Thanks so much, Brian. All right, man.